0: welcome to the basement what is good everybody I'm gonna do episode 40 just just real raw real raw fan in the background uh, no edits no script sometimes I put together some lectures I'm, I'm reading off some notes just so it's just so I can hit all my points but uh, I think uh, I'm gonna sit back and just reflect reflect upon life uh, I'm gonna hit y'all in with a beat uh, something that I'm working on right now This isn't finished uh, Straight I just want to give y'all something just, just real raw As we talk about episode 40 So you're going to get It's a slapper Like I, I Turn the volume down just a little bit If you don't want to hear the snare slapping But uh, I'm going to let y'all in what I'm working on for episode 40 mm-hmm. That's Baby G. I don't know what this is going to turn into. I like it, though. It bounces. Got Baby G on there. Yeah, y'all fucking with me? So I don't know. I had a grand just gesture for episode 40 to have a new banger out, a new track. We don't got no problems. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't got no cares. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, but I didn't. Uh I didn't finish up man uh, but this is what I'm working on. I'm I'm hoping you like it. I don't know what the levels are going to sound like. Uh, but that's that. So, no name, no name for the track. Quite just yet, but but it's definitely funky. It's definitely something that's bouncing. And uh yeah. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope that didn't blow anybody's speakers out. Like I said, I don't, know, uh, I don't know what the levels are. I think I got the base levels proper. It's all, it's all guesswork with the equipment that I'm working with in the basement. You know, we keep, it, uh, we keep a real hood in here for sure. But as I check in, just reflecting on life, I know I did like an episode 20 kind of reflect and capture where the podcast kind of stemmed from and how we got to where we were. And now we're, we're 20 episodes after that just as I sit back and, and just reflect again. So I don't know, maybe I'll do uh, every 10 episodes, just sit back and, and do some reflection. But, yo, we got the, yo, check this out. So the hawks in the yard, they, uh, they hatched the eggs, right, a little bit ago. So I got a family of hawks that live in the backyard. For those of you, if this uh, may be your first time catching up on the granddad's basement, uh, let me spit game to you about what's going on at Rain Manor in the backyard. We got some hawks. That uh, decided to move in and they've been doing a great job taking care of the pack rats and abundance of lizards uh, in the yard and uh, it's pretty cool to have you know just a raptor just living in in your yard you know the chicken hawks are out so I really uh, have been very appreciative of the Cooper's Hawks that we've had in the yard uh, this season And, and I hope they're back you know last year we had red tails. Um, they didn't live in the yard. They were around and the babies were, were around. I think they actually lived across the street, but this year they don't moved in. And after doing a little bit of research, it looks like they, they nest for life, but make a new nest. So since the tree, I mean, it's it's one big-ass tree. It's not a, a major overlook. So I don't know if it's, like, advantageous for me to get up on this. this. I I can't really get up there, but have the nest removed so they can build a new one next year, and that will, you know, so that way they don't leave once they're done, once these uh, the babies get out. But the, the grown folk uh, had some offspring, and there was four. We had four chickahawks in the yard uh, just just the other day, just on, uh, I think it was... I don't know, three, four days ago. And then the next day, so we had, it was, it was the mama and the papa, and then four, four young hawks just, just out there getting, they're, they're jumping up and down the tree. They can't fly yet. They haven't, they haven't flown the coop. So they're just kind of getting familiar. They're, they're hunching down, seeing what's going on. I'm just, you know, letting them know, hey, we here, we here too. So as, as, as they grow, they'll get a get familiar with us in the yard because I don't know about Cooper's Hawks specifically, but I know you can, to an extent, train Hawks, you know, as uh, I don't know what to what effect that is, but they, they know they're in a, a city environment. So I got to let them know because uh, a few weeks ago, one of the motherfuckers swooped at me and I don't want to have that happen again. So I'm letting them know, letting them know we're here, but there was four, four young ones. And then the day after and since there's only been three. So, so the, the day there was four, they were all four in the tree for hours, for hours, just on different perches throughout the tree. And then it wasn't until way, way later on in the day, I don't know, mama or papa came back and, uh, and kicked it up in the branches with them and kind of got them hustled back up into the nest. Um, now the next day there was only three. And every day thereafter, for the last two, three days, the, the, the pop, uh, he'd been chilling. So one of, one of the adults been out hunting, and the other ones has been in the tree the whole time. And one of the only things that hunts chicken hawks, them vicious raptors, are owls. So I'm wondering if an owl didn't, you know, swoop through and get one of them uh get one of them young necks. So that's uh that's I got a little bit sad, honestly. I got a little bit worked up over my uh over my Cooper's hawks in the backyard, man. I want them to be all good and go out and do uh and do rapture type shit, raptor, raptor type shit. Just get out there and uh and take care of the uh, the ecosystem. So, but hey, maybe maybe he flew the coop earlier than uh, than bro and sis, and uh, they got it figured out. But it is what it is. That's what's cracking in the backyard. Uh, but all things are good on the home front. I just got a call from uh, from somebody, uh, uh, a business associate, a dude named Tony Fleming, and that was it. Was a nice check in, man. Just uh, he just checked in to to see how I was doing. I was like, man, I got it a lot better than than a lot of other people. So from my perspective, you know we ain't got no problems and uh really hoping to uh to not fall into any and everybody in uh in my household remains healthy remains uh relatively just as minimally affected by some of the the events going on around the country as we can be and uh we we've got our, our eyes on everything just just pandemically speaking um Civil rights, protestingly speaking, riot speaking. So, just uh, just staying cool in Tucson, man, as the weather heats up. But speaking of pandemic transition, I was just uh, I was just at the local grocer, and it's funny when I think about like my uh, like my routine. Like I, like, it's changed a little bit. Like my schedule has been what's been affected the most in my life since uh, you know twenty twenty has really kicked off. Uh, coming down to uh, quarantine, stay-at-home orders, and all kinds of stuff. But, like, I, I've always gone to the grocer in the evening time, you know, nine, ten o'clock at night, because uh, prior to uh, recent events, uh, the grocery store was open until 11. So they're closing at 8 these days. But previously before that, uh, it, it was 9, So which is all good. It just, you know, congests the traffic. Times throughout the store, like I went to the grocery just now and did my normal routine, but it was uh, it was relatively busy in there. But for always, like for for for, for years, as, as long as I can remember, I walk into the, the grocer, grocery, I grab a cart, I grab a, a a sanity wipe if they're there. If not, you know I've always just gone about my business. But I wipe the handle. I wipe kind of, if you were like holding the handle and extended your fingertips out, you can kind of touch a piece of metal like the front of the, the baby cage portion of it. So the first piece of metal, I've always wiped that down and then wiped around the cart, like all, all four sides of the cart. So that's always been my routine. But now doing it in 2020, when there's, <laughs> there's a hired individual there to wipe off the carts, and I, but I watched them wipe off the carts, right, during this pandemic. So here you got me, a dude in a mask coming in and wiping down the cart as if to say they're not doing a good enough job, but they're not doing a good enough job. Like, I'm doing what I've always been doing. If you're going to have somebody there wiping it down, they got to wipe down all four sides. It's not going to take you very much longer. I mean, I know it gets busy. I know there's a lot of carts, but you're also hired help to work to sanitize the cart. So if you're going to go ahead and, and have this position, let's, uh, let's, do it. let's do it a little bit differently and doing it properly. So it actually makes sense. You don't just have somebody on payroll standing there, collect a paycheck with just one swipe per cart. I mean, let's, uh, let's put a little effort into it. Otherwise, I can do it myself. I can do it myself. I've been doing it myself. Pandemic ready. Pride myself on pandemic ready. All right. Uh, pandemic, I don't know if I've gone over some of my pandemic laws. So well, drink more water. Eat way more green shit, way more, all right, and stay loose. Keep it limber. If I could boil down and and wash your hands, but that's getting redundant at this point. I think everybody knows, you know, wash your hands, just that prevents disease from spreading. I think you know, most people in a civilized world, even though fucking dudes are gross, rolling around, scratching your nuts, picking your nose, I know how you nasty motherfuckers are. So as we roll around thinking about that stuff, just, just, just keeping your hands clean. But if I have th- three, three top recommendations outside of the redundancy that we should all be living within our lives, which is keeping our hands clean. Three recommendations for maintaining pandemic ready. Jack up your water rate. Jack up the amount of greens that you're throwing down your gullet And definitely just stretch Stretch, stay loose, stay limber I mean we really don't know As soon as like Pandemic hit. Toilet paper becomes sparse. You know, people began to get worried. We were we were on edge as a people, as a as a just a society. I could feel it in the air. I felt it within myself. I felt it within my household. As we're just trying to to maintain, just navigate through this, just like anybody else, so just for the betterment of of our kids and our our household. Just like put on that brave face, because honestly, just like everybody else, we don't know what the fuck is going on. So as we we maneuvered through and. Uh, <clears throat> and got to some new type of, uh, modern normal, uh, as we knew was coming, you know, you know it, things shifted, shifted drastically. So as things, at least in Tucson started to reopen, okay, right, right away, first day, first day, things were open. Bam. Me and my boss had a, had a business meeting at, at hops, hops bar and grill, right? Local establishment, uh, it's closest, uh, closest spot to uh to where we were at so so we went there there was a few people out there the the eeriness was was in the air it was it was it was a little weird for a minute and then then we got cool so and then just kind of transitioned back into just being in public and, and you know this was weird about right now like if I go to Safeway I'll wear the mask if I go to like the gas station I'll probably wear the mask you know but You know, if you go to a restaurant, if I go to a bar, that that, it makes no no sense to wear a mask. So it's just like, it's it's an odd line to toe. Like, and some people are wearing their mask everywhere to include in their cars with the windows rolled up or walking around outside, like not on public transport, uh, not on a bus or anything like that. So I don't know, it's just an interesting point in society where we are with the pandemic. And then rest in peace, George Floyd, but just uh the uproar of society that's that's going on, and it's just had me just deep in, in thought and self-reflection where it's going on just in in my old neighborhood, like every where where it sparked off and then it erupted into things going on nationally, and it's just it's amazing. It's amazing what's going on and the 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 complete revolution that we are amidst. And I think it's going to be a much more subtle and accepting battle as it goes on, because I think way more people than not understand just civil rights, right versus wrong when it comes to millennials taking charge. I know there's, there's the next generation down below that, Gen Z. I'm not, I don't know about Gen Z just yet like I, I don't i don't know my my children my sons they're, they're i think they're considered gen alpha so when i think about millennials and gen xers who are really well, okay boomer that's such an interesting interesting thing that, that turned viral something that I've been saying for a, a few years now, just like that's just leftover boomer mentality. Like really they're, they're less of the concern. I understand we have people in high political positions. That's a different conversation. Just just day to day, every day about boomers, they're, they're on their way out, you know, to include those in politics. But Gen X... Uh, and millennials, I think there's there's been an unspoken struggle there between them because that's the the pivot point between people who were raised with technology and those who were not. You know, the technological just revolutions. So I guess we'll just pinpoint it down to the just the mid late '90s when everybody's household was able to have the internet, the AOL Instant Messenger, on the dial up. And using up, you had to buy. Uh, I mean, you had to buy blocks of of minutes, hour, hour, hour chunks at a time, hours on end, and, and it would jack up the phone bill. But having that revolution occur in between generations is kind of the delineating line. I think we're a lot of you know, uh, like that's a missed. It's a missed opportunity, as I really think it out loud here for the first time. Just. There, there's a, there's a battle, I, I, and I see it. Like I see it because I'm most uh, a lot of people aren't in my position as a millennial who have Gen X parents. A lot of your parents may be boomers. My wife's parents are are boomers, you now younger boomers, but boomers nonetheless. And Gen X, um, I, th- there's just a struggle. They were brought up a different way, believing in certain propagandas, uh, and. You know, misinformation, not growing up in a technological age and there's deep rooted psychological like things that are set in 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 these people's lives, you know, to to a certain extent, just a broad stroke, a complete generation because I'm an asshole. And then you got millennials who have all their issues as any other you know group of individuals born at a certain time are going to have, but they were given all the information. So millennials having all the information readily at their fingertips, you know, the vast majority amount of their lives, all their lives, you know, for some of them, that they that they can remember. I do remember a time in life when there was no no technological, you know, there's no internet. Like we're just playing outside, playing playing a lot of sports, playing with the neighbor kids, getting to know your neighbors, knocking on doors, selling candy, mowing lawns, raking yards, you know, just just outside, kicking it. You know, get the fuck out the house, and then internet. You know, started bringing people inside and, you know, got video gaming and just a, a, it's a legitimate transitional point in society. So millennials like starting to have more say and take over. I think the change just, just you know, there were some radical things that happened up front and there's going to be, you know, talking just in the current movement in reference to George Floyd and, and civil rights, everything that's going on. Like there's going to be, I mean, I, <sighs> I think it's another two years before America comes to the next, like, whatever the version of normal is going to be. I think we're going to be hashing things out uh, in the in the medical field, in the medical realm, while this baby boom is uh, has already begun. Like, there's going to be a lot of quarantine babies coming on top of people who are already planning on getting pregnant before a pandemic happens. So all these 2020 babies, you know, 2020-21, it's going to be an interesting, you know, Shift in what happens in the economy, especially going forward as we track, you know, the pandemic baby boom generation, the, the new boomers. So that that's going to be interesting. <clears throat> and then on top of that, everything that's going to come out of this current modern civil rights movement, you know, there's, there's some things that were never taken care of in the 60s that were not allowed to be taken care of in the 60s. And that's where, like, I'm I'm just going to foot stomp again on the the millennials, the the generation who is first to have all the information of all the world readily at their fingertips is going to be able to really affect the most amount of change. I think we're in for just a drastic and in the scheme of the whole history of the country, rapid shift, rapid shift in civil rights, people's civil rights, and just the treatment of people within this country and just things that I want to hope for that I deemed in some type of my version of a just functioning fake-ass utopian society where just people come to revelations, you know, okay, so we're going to do update this for law enforcement. Okay, that's not enough because there's still bad laws. Okay, then we need to update, you know, these laws, what, we're con- what what's considered legal, illegal, you know, hash that out. And then trifold, okay, well, people need to learn about both. So when it comes down to completely just overhauling the way we conduct ourselves in this country. Like, I think it's really important to look at education first. The judicial system, second. And third, the law enforcement system, top to bottom. Uh, and all three, top to bottom. I would rank those in, in that level of importance. But to for change to be inflicted immediately at the same time over the course of the next just 12 to 18 months. So I, I don't know. I'm just, I think two years, two years we're going to be in a completely different spot as a society. And as I, I look just down the tunnel, just, just spitballing as an optimist, as a family man, just I see the light. You know, I see, you know, I already, I already feel as though this is the greatest country in the world. And if I did not think this was the absolute greatest place to be, I probably would have left by now. There's, 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 we got our nuances. We got our discourse. We got our problems. We got situations that need to be fixed and repaired. Most definitely. And absolutely. All right. But there's nowhere else that I would rather be forever and ever. Amen. Like i stand by that story and die on that hill and have signed my life to die on that hill for, uh, for a good chunk of it. So, while we do have a, a lot going on, you know, it can, and, and even though I do feel this is the greatest place to possibly be a, you know, a, 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 at this day and time, it doesn't mean we don't stand to do better. And I really do think that, uh, that the light is at the end of the tunnel and we're gonna have you know, rapid and relatively speaking immediate change to, to a lot of things, specifically those three things, because I don't know, to me, it seems a little simple they seem to go hand in hand, it seems to just really make sense. Keep it simple, stupid. That's, that's been one of my mottos throughout my whole life. And uh, I don't know, it's, it's led me to make more, more right decisions than wrong decisions to, to be sitting here right now, not in a cell, not have made the wrong, wrong mistakes, got a lot going for me, got a lot to lose. And I strive to just every day with every decision I make, make, make the, the better choice, the proper choice. You know, I feel like I've, I've put myself in a position and built up, you know, those around me that where we can all make the better choice. You know, be cognizant of your brother, be cognizant of your sister and the choices that you make that may or may not affect them. You know, so what can we do moving forward for each other? And let's just make the better choice. I think I'm going to wrap up on that. I might throw a snippet of an old conversation. Not an old conversation. In fact, I am. I'm going to throw a snippet up in here. Uh, I'm going to put on a beat, maybe a track. I don't know. Maybe I'll play that slapper from the beginning again. Not exactly sure, but I'm going to wrap it up here. Uh, But I'm going to throw in a conversation. Uh, My son will be three uh, by the time you're hearing this, probably. So I'm going to throw a conversation about... uh, Minnesota, South Minneapolis Uh, and the night my son was born and it's and it's food centric so it it was in public There's gonna be some background noise, but if you suffer through the fan this whole time It's hot up in the basement, baby. We lighting it on fire all the time, but everybody be cool Check on a vet and Get out there and hug your loved ones Welcome to the basement Got no problems We don't, we don't, we don't We don't got no cares Welcome to the basement Welcome to the basement Welcome to the basement Yo, y'all ever heard of a Juicy Lucy? Who's that? One, I always wanted to meet one <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I've, met, I've met a few I've met a few <laughs> My wife is eight and a half months pregnant with our okay. first son. Let's go back to 2016. Uh, we're standing in 2017. Uh, we're standing in line at Matt's Bar. Matt's Bar is a, it's a local Southside Minneapolis spot, just a local spot. I mean, if you come to Minneapolis, you should probably go to Matt's Bar right. come hell or high water. If you do, like, before Mall of America, like before going to US Bank Stadium, Matt's bar. Go to where the guy from South Minneapolis tells you to go get a motherfucking Juicy Lucy at Matt's bar. But we waited an hour and a half, 90 minutes, standing in line. She's eight and a half months pregnant. Right. For our Matt's. And I don't do this for anyone. How long is the wait? Oh, it's over 40? I would rather spend 40 minutes with my wife arguing in the car somewhere we can wait five minutes for it than wait 40 minutes here. It, 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 It ain't worth it. Yeah. Matt's bar, we wait for it. So we go in. Do the damn thing, smash on our, our juicy Lucy. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute. Go home. She hits me at, at midnight. I think my water broke. Like your water didn't break. It's it, it's June. Baby's due in July. Oh. Like we got three more weeks. Like get out. no. Call the. Oh shit, we're in labor. My son's born the next day. He came oh. a little bit early to spend Father's Day weekend for me, which is coming. A juicy uh, Lucy, right, did it. But it was a juicy Lucy. So it's uh, uh American cheese stuffed, double patty. Uh, it's it's probably. Third ounce, third ounce, just stuffed, fried onions on top. That's good. Um, we should, we should do a stuffed burger. We should. Yeah, yeah. I'd bake, uh, too, cause like Minnesota whatever classic. cheese, whatever's in, it cooks through Right. Yeah. You get, actually you get the flavor and you can't avoid it. And you can play around with it. In Minnesota, got a big list of so it's a British, war. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a war in, in Minneapolis-St. Paul and the Twin Cities mm. to who has the ba- who has the original Juicy Lucy, oh, yeah. seconded, uh, which is Matt's Bar and uh, the Nook. Uh, both over South Minneapolis, like uh, I fuck with Mats, um, okay. <laughs> but and then who has the best Juicy Lucy of all everywhere in town? So they let it out to everybody. I mean, it's a competition every year. It's cool. like that's you cool. know, like cool. a fire, it's like it. a fire, 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 cool. fire, chili cookoff, baby. Who I've that? never that's heard of a burger that's like a, a statewide like. Yeah, people know yeah, it, phenomenal. I mean, shit, if they got a Juicy Lucy, yeah, no, I've never heard of it. Yeah, so the, the Mats, one of the Matt's taglines, like it's uh, it's not a Juicy Lucy if there's an I in it. Yeah, so they spell juicy just J U C Y. Okay, yeah. so my favorite hoodies. Oh yeah, it's delicious. Really? Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> you don't even have to ask what it is. Yeah, then. that's a burger with a cheese inside Guess of it. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, uh, sir. Yeah, yeah. We just did a whole history. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Odin had a kid because of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my kid, my my kid <laughs> came early. Juicy <Yeah>, Lucy, Lucy. <laughs> expedited labor. <I> <laughs>